You're listening to Walk It Out with Trisha Goyer, where we discover what it looks like to follow God and be swept away on the journey of a lifetime. Author of over 70 books, mom of 10, yes, 10, homeschooler and speaker, Trisha Goyer will explore what radical obedience to God's word looks like. It's time to hear from God lovers who've dared to say yes. Listen in to heart-to-heart chats and learn how others overcame doubts and fears. Discover how God used ordinary people to impact others one step at a time. If you're ready to get radical, get going, and make a difference in this world, you're at the right place. Here's your host, prolific writer, world traveler, people lover, and mega nap taker, Trisha Goyer. Well, today on Walk It Out, my guest is my friend, September McCarthy. September is the wife to one amazing builder and a homeschooling mom to 10 beautiful children. She's the founder and director of the nonprofit ministry Raising Generations Today. September is also the author of Why Motherhood Matters, which is an awesome book. You got to check it out. Um, With Harvest House Publishers. September writes with a heart of compassion for broken lives and shares hope in her words to women in every season of life. So welcome, September. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be um, chatting here today, Tricia. I know. We just love you so much. And my kids still talk about you and your kids. We had so much fun when we met up at the homeschool conference. Um, so yeah. you were just a blessing to us. Thank you. Yeah, my kids is fun. They're pen pals. And I feel like uh, whenever we get to chat, we just kind of pick up, you know, where we left off. It's really neat. Yeah, I yeah. love that. And I know both of us feel like this because um, I've seen you talking about it too. Just we have this opportunity now to impact so many families who are now all of a sudden homeschooling (laughs) without even ever wanting to or dreaming they would. Um, I would just love to hear kind of like what's going on in your world and then just your heart for families out there right now. Yes. Well, you know, this is a unique situation we're in and we're all feeling it. I think whether we have homeschooled before or not, I think we're all kind of thrown into a new scenario, what homeschooling could look like. Um, you know, in our home right now, we have a mix of elementary students and then we have teens and college students and, um, our college students had to come home from school. And so they're all adjusting to doing school online. And I know that's a huge thing and, um, they've kind of lost their independence. So they're feeling the loss with the pandemic going on. And then, um, our homeschooling has continued. I actually think we're getting more done, but, um, I think it's been encouraging to me to see so many people spending so much more time as a family, Uh, you know, like, cause we're all at home together now. So um, I'll go out and go for a walk or something. And I see so many families doing things together. And I think that maybe, um, you know, for those who have never really homeschooled before, that this is kind of a piece of homeschooling, right? Like this is a piece that we, I think, forget to share with the world that family time, you know, it's a huge blessing in that way that uh, we learn to do more things together as a family, which I think, you know, in our home has helped relationships and helped communication and learning to love one another in really close quarters. So, um, yeah, so for us, it's it's been challenging because for us, homeschooling has looked like going, you know, to sports lessons or to music lessons or to do things outside of the home in addition to our academics. And even that has been taken away from us. Um, So we've had to get really creative, but I've been encouraged to see so many families trying new things and doing new things and even listening to podcasts is a new thing um, and getting ideas. And so hopefully today we can share some 
you and I, you know, we've been homeschooling a long time. So um, maybe share some things that have really worked well for us. Yeah, absolutely. And I do want to get to that. And I think one thing that I've been telling people is this is hard even for homeschoolers, though, because yeah. like you said, we're missing out sports. Uh, and this year, my son and my grandson were going to be on the same baseball team. And I was Aww. so excited. Aww. And we're missing out on that sports season and Bible study. And, you know, so even though, I, and I feel like that way too, we are getting more schoolwork done because mm-hmm. we don't have all these things to go to. But yeah. we're, we are missing time with friends, even the kids in our neighborhood. You know, they're playing and, you know, one's in one yard and our kids and they're like <laughs> shouting to each other. And it's yeah. hard um, yeah. for these things. But there, I think I've seen a couple different things as I've, you know, just connected with people on social media. There's some that are saying, oh, I'm enjoying this. I've had friends that I've encouraged to homeschool before just because I know mm-hmm. their family. And they said, oh, yeah, we're loving this. We're having a great time. I'm definitely going to start homeschooling. And then I have some that maybe are balancing working and homeschooling. Mm-hmm. Or I have a lot of friends that are overwhelmed because they're trying to manage multiple children and all these assignments from teachers and trying to work. So I see those that are like, this is great. I love our family time. And then those that are so overwhelmed. And so for those that are overwhelmed, I think that's not typical either. Like, you know, usually yeah. homeschooling, we get to direct ourselves yes. and we don't have to worry about all these different teachers and all these different subjects and Zoom calls and that sort of thing. So that's not yeah. typical. Um, mm-hmm. But for in general, what is your like overall, what are some your priorities when it comes to your family and um, kind of like why you homeschool and what you want to get out of it? You know, when you see your kids like go off to college, what do you want them to have like the values or whatever? You know, outside of the pandemic and everything for our family, some of the things that we value the most that I think, you know, every parent probably has a little checklist. Like I'd like my, my child to be able to do X, Y, and Z or have such and such under their belt before they leave the home. You know, and for us, I really like to see just a really well-rounded adult with strong biblical values. Like if I were to kind of put it in a nutshell, one sentence, that would be it. You know, a child that isn't just strong in academics, but has a good biblical worldview, um, has an understanding on responsibility and ownership of their life and finances and um, responsibility. Those things that um, I think when we send them off to college or the next step in life, we think, oh, they're going to learn that there. I try to focus on a lot of those things in their high school years and as they're growing up, kind of implement that into whether it's our homeschooling or just our everyday life, because, you know, I don't want to see my kids leave the home and go to college and then just say, Hey, you know, they're doing great in school, but they're really struggling to balance their checkbook or they're struggling to figure out how to um, go to the DMV or to, um, be committed to a regular Bible study and things like that. So for me, it's really just about having a, a really well-rounded adult and young person when they kind of leave home. And then, and then after that, I say to them, you know, we've given you everything that you need. We've given you the word of God. We've given you biblical values. And at this point you have, it's your turn. It's your turn to own this. And so um, it doesn't make it easier, you know, launching them and, and kind of shooting those arrows into the world, you know, they're going to make um, rough, bad decisions. I mean, we do, we do right. you know, make rough decisions as adults. So um, it doesn't mean that, you know, they're going to make, not going to make mistakes and it's going to be easy, but um, those are the things that we kind of value in our home is um, strong biblical communication and, you know, owning 
owning our choices and putting a lot of weight into what we, you know, what we do individually so that as a family, I think that's the only way for a family to really um, be cohesive is if each person kind of owns their own space, their own actions. And so that when it comes down to maybe there's a conflict in our home or something, it's not just, well, this family, you know, like everybody says, okay, well, yeah, I was wrong. I shouldn't have done that or something like that. So um, I think, I think if we look around in the world today, especially like on social media, we see so much even conflict. There's, There's so much good, but there's a lot of people having a hard time getting along. And I think that I tell my kids, if you can't love the people in our home really well, then how do you expect to do that when you leave this house? So those are some of the things I really value. I pour a lot of effort and time into outside of academics. You know, we're a homeschooling family, but we're so much more than that. I think Um, it doesn't mean we're perfect in any way, like we're not at all, but those are the things that I really put a lot of time and prayer into raising our kids. Absolutely. I agree with you totally. And um, it's been interesting for us because we had kids that had gone to public school before and, you know, the kids that we adopted from foster care, they were older, you know, mm-hmm. they, they were preteen and teenagers. And I remember when we sat down, you know, our first even few days of homeschooling them, um, they're like, why are we starting with Bible study? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Why are we praying? When are yeah. we going to do the math? And I'm like, I know we will get to math. We are yeah. going to get to reading books. We're going to get, but this is the most important thing. Like if you were still having to take pre-algebra in college, but you know, the word of God, like I am successful and they yeah. had a hard time even understanding that. And the same with sibling conflict. I say, you know, she said this to me and she's lying. I'm like, and there will be people in the world who will be rude to you. And that might, you know, spread false rumors about you. And you need to learn not only, you know, yes, I will deal with your sibling, but how you respond and how you communicate and all these things, these conversations that go on. And um, I think it's so tired is of me saying like, I'm preparing you for adulthood. Like I'm not going to let you get away with this right now because you're going to be adult. And they're like, but I'm only 12. I'm like, I know, but someday. Um, And so, you know, you can see, that they're at first they're like where have we stepped into what yes. kind of world is this and it is it's so much more and I think it helps us September that we yeah. both have adult kids now um and you know we could see like okay that really was worth the time um you know for us volunteering in church together or right. all those you know trips that we took that we were just sharing great conversation like those things really matter because we can see with our adult kids kind of the foundations that we laid. And um, I I think now with everything going on, I think I've been telling families that are homeschooling and some, you know, even if they're struggling with all these academics, you know, saying, okay, maybe talk to your teachers, explain to them how hard it is and really focus on that time and the conversations and the relationships. You have this opportunity where everyone is home. Um, You know, even if you have to tell the teachers, we're not going to be able to do all this, you know, have that time as a family, because this is an opportunity that most people don't have. And like, you know, you said your college kids are at home. My um, son, he's a junior in college. He has his own apartment, but he lives by himself. So he's over our house almost every day. And he's trying to figure out online school and like, you know, I, I remember just, it was like a three o'clock in the afternoon last week. I was playing a card game with my nine-year-old and my 25-year-old, <laughs> in <the laughs> yeah. afternoon, you know, and I'm thinking this is a unique time in history. And you're so right that these relationships and the foundation of the word of God and good communication and good relationships and great character and values, that really impacts our kids for life. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's been, um, you know, being home with all of these hours just kind of brings everything to the forefront, even in our home that I think even that I've ignored and not paid attention to. And we have to be so intentional. Like I've had to just before we jumped on this phone call, you know, I, I had to kind of step back from a a little conflict with my 20 year old. And I was like, wow, you know, like that was something that's probably been happening all the time. And we just are so busy all the time. We just kind of gloss over it, but it was good because, you know, I had to really think through it. Like how, how should I, or could I have responded better? And I know that they're doing the same thing. And um, so, yeah, those relationships are just vital. And, you know, our oldest is 28 and our youngest is eight. And so, um, even with differences in ages, I think it's really important for everyone to just kind of honor and respect one another. And it's rough. It's rough being home hours and hours, especially when you kind of run out of things to do or you're just overwhelmed with all the work and the extra stress of it. So, you know, I just always encourage moms and dads like you're home now, just, you know, step away from the conflicts and and remember these are the most dear and close people too to you and and it's going to be worth it in the end and i think now that we are kind of figuring out it's almost like we're figuring out what is important um you know we're not i I bought some new shoes some new little sneakers i haven't even gotten them out of the box because i'm just at home i like wear my slippers all day and i'm like i you know i bought those because i'm wearing them out but i'm not wearing them out so i'm not like getting my cute clothes on and you know the house is a lot messier than usually it's because I'm sitting yeah. down and we're, I taught my girls cross stitch and we've yeah. been baking together and cooking together. And yes, you know, we're still going to you know do our chores, but I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going to sweep today because I want this time to do this instead. So I think really, you know, before it was like, someone's going to come over the house and <laughs> my front hall is dirty. They're all going to see it. And I'm kind of reconsidering those things like, yeah, I'll sweep tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but really it is about thinking and being intentional of how we want to spend our time. And my kids personally have been loving it. And even though we're a homeschool family, you mm-hmm. know, when we are gone and doing activities and sports and we don't have that time for me to, you know, sit down for an hour and just have these girls around me teaching them how to cross stitch. So right. it's a, a different thing. So what are some ways that you've been um, being more intentional and maybe encouraging other people to be more intentional? Well, you know, I discovered with this um, whole quarantine time that um, waking up with a mindset that I need to keep my kids entertained um, that wore off really quickly. Like you can only entertain kids so much and then even they're tired of it. You know, do you run out of things to do? You can't just buy the latest gadget or um, think you can only color so many pages and do so many puzzles and play so many games, um, you know, cause we're on week four here for quarantine and we can't, I don't know about different States, but we can't just go leave our houses anymore. So um, I realized quickly. So I, my husband and I, we sat down and we decided to give them some long-term projects, something mm. that would give them some goals to wake up to every day and teach them how to kind of manage their time. So we uh, sat down and kind of brainstormed some creative long-term projects and we did this like week two. So now they've had three more weeks to plan. So one of those was um, to design and build a fort. And that wasn't like, okay, wake up tomorrow, do this thing, and then it'll be done. We have to come up with something else the next day. Um, so we bought some baby chicks and they've been raising those. We live in the country. So these are things that we can do, but there's, there's so many long-term projects. My son 
wanted to learn some coding um, for like computer programming. So um, getting him on a new course. So there are, there are things that I realized for me, and I think it's important for families to just kind of stop thinking day to day, um, maybe give our kids some some long-term vision projects, you know, where they can wake up every day and do a piece of it every day. And then at the end, they're like, wow, look at, I managed my time well, and look at this finished product and they can see the value. So we've done that. We've had some long-term projects and um, it's been really good. They've learned some new skills. My girls are um, um, crafting and doing some big, you know, sewing projects, which is new and baking. They started their own Instagram account that I'm kind of monitoring and they're trying to encourage other kids at home with some songs and Bible verses and sharing devotionals. So I was just trying to be as creative as I could, but it wasn't about entertaining, you know, like, okay, today we're going to do this. And then when that's over, like, oh my word, what are we going to do with the next 12 hours? of yeah. day? <laughs> So, um, so I've just been encouraging par- parents to think long-term, like, what is it, what are some things that, you know, maybe it's a room redo or, um, get a gallon of paint and teach your kids the value of work, or maybe it's a, um, a home skill, or maybe it's a new, um, habit and, uh, you know, whatever it is you can do. So we, we, you know, we did the baby chicks, we did, uh, the fort, we did some computer programming. Um, my daughter is writing a devotional book. She's 13. I'm like, you know what? You love to write. She's like, I've always wanted to do this. And I said, well, then why don't you sit down and just start writing them and saving them on the computer? Um, my son started editing photos, um, to do an album. So there's so many things you can do, whether it's online or in person or outside. Uh, one of my daughters started sending out letters every day to some friends. So that's something we've done um, to try to be creative with our time, you know, be really intentional about that. We've um, added a little bit more into our morning baskets. And I don't know if you ever chat about that, but um, that's something new that's been kind of fun. I ordered some new yeah, things. Yeah, go ahead and go ahead and explain like what a morning basket is. Because we, we don't call it a morning basket, but we definitely do the same type of thing. So explain for maybe those who aren't familiar with the morning basket, what yeah. it is and then what you're doing. Yeah, so we've always used this morning basket, and I never really called it a morning basket until just, I mean, that's like the thing now, I guess, in in, in homeschooling, you know, circles and not. So basically, we just have a morning time, and I've discovered in, in this quarantine pandemic, it's even more vital for, to have this morning time. And for us, the purpose of the morning time is to set a tone for the day. Mm. So, you know, everyone's kind of rolling out of bed a little later and everyone's kind of grumpy because they're kind of tired of the whole thing. Some days are good. Some days are bad. I don't know about everyone else's home, but it's like up and down, up and down here. Yeah. Uh, so today, you know, some of us wake up in really good mood someday, like, okay, it's going to be fun. We're going to make the best of it. And then there might be one or two people who are just not in that same place. So um, it's really hard. So for me as a mom, you know, I realized, wow, we are like, we're mood setters. You know, we are, we're kind of set the tone of our home all the time, but it's even more important now, which it can feel kind of heavy sometimes. So we have just kind of used this thing that we call morning time and, and made it even better. So morning time basically is where, you know, everyone gets up, they do a little bit of their chores, get their breakfast. But by, you know, I say nine o'clock, everyone meet in the living room or around the table And the morning basket concept is in that basket, I just have, and I rotate things in and out of it that are fun and biblical or creative and things that are going to kind of set the tone for our day. And maybe I know we're struggling with, you know, like discontentment, (laughs) 
which we all are, I think right now, um, you know, or selfishness or something or, or, um, you know, anything like that. So we work on a character quality. So I'll pull that out of the morning basket. We'll talk about it. I have a devotional book in there and some music so we can listen to some hymns or some fun music, maybe classical music. And we just kind of rotate and roll through this. I'll have the kids share, like go around the room. How are you feeling today? Um, what do you think we should do today? What is what has the Lord been teaching you in your own personal Bible time? You know, if they've been doing that or been consistent in it. And sometimes it just is that one thing that helps the entire day go well. Like I think if we kind of all rolled out of bed with the attitudes that we have and we all kind of started interacting with one another and going about our day, getting breakfast, getting each other's way, it might not be good. So I've discovered this morning time is so vital and I try really hard to set the tone for the day. So I'll just pull out the devotional book that I have in my morning basket. I'll pull out the character cards. I'll say, Hey, we're going to learn a new verse and get your notepads and your coloring pencils out. And they'll kind of sketch out um, a picture that goes with, you know, the verse that we have. And sometimes we'll do music together um, we'll talk about current events and things like that. Cause sometimes they just need to talk, you know, like, mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. you know, one of my friends said such and such, and I've been thinking about it and I've been having nightmares. And so then I kind of try to wrap it up with some really, um, good biblical values and, um, scripture to kind of set the tone. I'm like, listen, you know, God doesn't give us a spirit of fear. So I rotate things in and out of that morning basket, but the whole purpose, you know, just to kind of wrap it up is to. It, me as a mom, I really try to set the tone. And sometimes I'll I'll pull something fun out and say, hey, look what I got. This is um, one of the things that you can do today. And you can use it, put it back in the basket when you're done. Um, but a lot of people use morning baskets for schooling. And that's mm-hmm. great. You know, they use it for art or history and fun things like that. And you can put whatever you want in that basket. Um, but it basically, for us, it sits in our living room or on the Um, table where we eat meals and we just use it for that time together. And the whole, the whole purpose for our family is to kind of set the tone for the day. Some people do it at dinner time, you know, they can use their basket. So you can use it any time of the day you want, but it's, it's really the purpose is to bring your family together. And I love that whole setting the tone for the day. And I, I totally agree. And, you know, I give my kids time to wake up because I have some kids who do not wake up easy and right. I would try to start home for like 30 minutes after everyone's up and then there's arguing so now I give them a good hour to get breakfast to kind of laze around to play with slime like that that's our wake up time and yeah. then we come together and we usually read a devotional book um you know we'll go over a scripture or something maybe we're learning in a bible study or something I had read that day and then we love the YWAM, um, the Youth with a Mission missionary stories. Yes. And usually we read a chapter of those and we go through those books and then we'll have another book. It's usually one of their school books, but it's more of a chapter book um, right. that we're all, we were just doing Encyclopedia Brown. It was one of the little kids yeah. readers that, that everyone's like, oh, I love that book. And so even the 17 year old, you were there listening to the Encyclopedia yes. Brown. So it's a good, you know, hour, maybe hour and 15 minutes of just that time with the devotional time. We pray, yeah. you know we do the missionary story. We maybe read another chapter book and they are like coloring. Like you said, they're coloring, you know, yeah. they're maybe if I have them write out of scripture, they'll do that. So it is our time. And when this first started and we were unable to leave the house, I was kind of not doing as much school stuff and we were doing more making candles and baking and more crafty type stuff. And my little guy, he's nine. Um, I think after three or four days of us just doing more creative stuff, he goes, 
today we're going to all sit around the table and we're going to read. Like he, and he gets like following me around. Can we do that? Can we all sit around? And he really missed that time. And I'm like, yes, you know, of course we're talking about God throughout the day and we do, yeah. we do just, but he missed that time of just our devotional time, our prayer, our missionary story. So I'm like, okay, yes. And we've picked it back up and everyone, it almost is like, okay, this is good. This yeah. is our routine. This is what we need. This, and it does set the tone for the day. And I, I love that so much. And, um, you know, I don't expect the kids to just sit there still like they are coloring they are doing right. stuff sometimes my little guy will have his cars as he's listening and playing and that's okay and I think when I first started homeschooling we just you know thought like everyone needs to sit here you all <laughs> need to be listening pay attention <laughs> I soon yeah. realized like okay we're gonna fight the whole time if this yeah. is what it's gonna yeah. be about um, and I think just realizing that kids are kids and it's okay and yeah. it doesn't translate those that maybe have their kids home from school. It's not like school at home where they ha don't have to sit still and just do this assignment and they can't talk or anything. Right. I mean, it's a different environment. So maybe just talk a little bit about that. Just the general environment and the differences. Maybe, I, I mean, I grew up in public school um, yeah. and the differences between public school and, you know, being at home and learning and creating a learning environment. Right. Yeah. I, I always say number one, schooling at home is not replicating the classroom. Like it's, yeah. it's not going to look like it. It's not going to model after it. So therefore I think sometimes when we say that people get alarmed, like, okay, that means they're not really learning like other kids then. And I just want to remind, you know, those who have never really seen this done or understand at least for our home, like I call it learning as a lifestyle. So everything mm -hmm. we do, yeah. So everything we do is just learning is kind of woven into everything, whether it's a field trip where we get in the car and go do something or they're writing letters or we're in the kitchen cooking or we're doing reading around the table. Um, it's, it's a lifestyle. So it doesn't, for us, it's not, you know, everyone stand to attention, sit down, the bell rings, you know, it's not, it's not that sometimes we're around the table. Sometimes they're, they're at their own little desks and, Sometimes they're on the couch, you know, doing math drills with me, or we're doing fun games with flashcards and, uh, you know, chalk on the driveway and, um, you know, multiplication facts and a ball and playing four square um, and doing math drills that way. So it's just not, I just say it's a lifestyle. We're learning mm -hmm. all the time. And actually, they're actually learning so much faster because it takes so much less time than being in a classroom. So, um, yeah, I just think that's a fallacy that you know, we just need to take right off the table. So if you're schooling at home right now, you know, it does not have to replicate the classroom. Um, a lot less time and a lot less formality. We're still doing the work, you know, it's still going to get done. Uh, it just is going to look different. So for us, yeah. um, we do a lot of um, group learning. So some subjects, you know, you can do together. You can do history because history, um, you can do any, any time of history together right you don't have right? to that's um, what we do too the same yeah. books we i read them to everybody i pick this is this maybe this is the ninth grade book but it's a great historical novel and i'll just read it to everybody i mean even right. the nine-year-old if i'm reading it or one of the older kids is reading it he can totally follow along it's a historical novel so yeah yes yeah yeah and they don't and they don't need to um they don't need to do like math where it's concept based on concept based on concept where they, you know, if you, you can't do a fifth grader and a first grader together for math. But um, so we do science together. We have a microscope table. Um, we do a lot of those type of subjects together, the read alouds, um, history, science. So we do a lot of things together, but then sometimes we do do things alone. So I always like to think of learning in our home 
um, as like a trio. We always have three things mm-hmm. going on at once. So if I'm doing individual math with one person, there's always two other things going on with other kids in our house. So let's say someone's doing something academic. That means um, when they're not working with me or the other kids will be doing something creative or something independent. So someone's always doing something. It's not like there's a child by your side waiting and tapping their foot, waiting for you to get done, you know, working with someone. So it's a great concept. You know, I always think of homeschooling as like a game of chess. Like we're always moving pieces around, but someone's always doing something important. Um, And, you know, there's, there's free time, there's creative time and there's learning time. And if I'm not doing school with one child, then, um, the other children are doing those two other things and they kind of just rotate through. And then of course they, when they're doing independent work, that gives me time to do something creative or learning as well. So that's the other thing I think with homeschooling compared to being kids being in school right now, we think all of our time has to be spent teaching them all day long and it, and it doesn't, there's so much flexibility and, you know, I don't want to sound like, well, you've been doing this a long time and it must be easy. It's not, you know, it's not easy, But I think when we get into the mindset of being locked into something, that's where our, um, we, we kind of say goodbye to freedom and creativity. And so, um, you know, I just encourage moms or dads that are home trying to juggle all of this stuff right now that your kids don't need you to, you know, sit with them every second of the day. And if they're little, it's going to take so much less time, you know, to teach them um, you know, to do the book work than it would if they were sitting at a desk in school. So, um, you know, that's good for us. And another thing we've done really, and I, this is my favorite part of homeschooling is we developed something and I know all homeschoolers or anyone teaching their kids at home or even home now could, has done this or could benefit from this, but we do, um, I like to call them stations. I'm sure there's a different name for this, but basically when I want my kids to learn, maybe let's say about, um, oh, let's say flowers or something or plants or cells or something, you know, I'll just set up a table, like a folding table, simple table um, or a counter. um, And I'll put all the books I have from the library or something online, pull up some websites and some worksheets. I'll print some stuff off, put some creative, you know, um, hands on things, some scissors some rulers some color pencils. And anything that I think would be interesting for them to learn that particular topic. And I'll just say, why don't you go over to the science table and do a little studying at the science station? Excuse me. And then I'll have maybe an art station. And I'll do the same thing with a famous artist and some printables and a little um, demonstration on how to do such and such. And that they love that they kids loved independent learning and they love to go to these stations and so sometimes it's a shoebox that you have with you know an idea that you want them to study or learn and you're like okay I want you to go over and get that shoebox and it's full of you know things that are talking about you know how airplanes came about and there's a little kit in there and you can make it and you can read a book about it and write a little report and I'm going to check your handwriting you know you in that little shoebox you've covered handwriting and science and art you know yeah um so I I have a lot of stations like that in my house and they're just kind of scattered about and you so I'll take them down and I'll put out new books about new things and um you know that's not our constant but it's something new and it just makes it fun for them I love that so much. And we do something similar where, you know, maybe I know, okay, this child is really struggling with math. I'm going to spend some time 
and I'll have like a candle making kit. I, I love buying kits everywhere I go. Yes. Oh, conferences, I'm always buying all these kits. Yes. And I'll tell, okay, one of the older kids, okay, here's this kit. Um, you guys figure it out. Make sure everyone is working together and you could, you know, take turns reading the directions. And then I go and check and yep, they've made candles or, you know, as I'm working with another child or, you know, um, at our last homeschool conference, one of the other vendors gave us a huge netting thing of butterflies. There's like 50 butterflies wow. in there because they were going on a plane and we were driving home. And so when we got home, we pulled out like you, I went to the shelves and pulled out all the books we had on butterflies and science. And I printed up butterfly printables and write a story about butterflies. Cause that was the interesting thing that we had right now. And they got to see, I mean, we yeah. were all there watching a chrysalis open and the butterfly emerge and the wings were very small and they were growing. I mean, it was just, this is what's happening. This is fun. We're enjoying yeah. it. We pull out extra resources. We have this here or we have kits that the kids can do. And I think it's so important that independent learning, that following interest, and I've been able to see it with my older kids, you know, um, teaching themselves a different language or one of my sons um, did his own computer game that's actually for sale on the Google Play wow. Store. And he, you know what? He also wrote yeah. a, his, a novel, and I mean, uh, my other, my oldest son built a um, a bar for his dining room that comes out of the wall. My husband helped him, but he designed it, uh, and he's into woodworking. So it's neat yeah. to see when they're older because we give them that time, that space. We if we see an interest, we help them grow in that interest and we find them resources and well here's some books why don't you figure this out um as they grow into adults then they just think okay i can figure this out i'm gonna figure you know i'm gonna figure right. out how to code and write a computer game and i think so many times we think it has to be filling out this homework sheet getting this done turning this yeah, in right. and i'm like no and i'll even tell people you know with a lot of our activities even if there is a worksheet I'll just ask the questions out loud because if they can tell me the answer, there's no need for them to go and fill out the paperwork. Um, and I think, you know, when you have a classroom with 25 to 30 students where the teacher has to be able to evaluate everyone's work, of course you need them to fill out something. But if you're at home and having a conversation about it and they know it, do not fight with them to fill out those 20 questions. Right. <laughs> just, yeah. just, just talk about it. Have the conversation. And of course, you know, there's handwriting at other times or I'm teaching all my kids cursive. I mean, there's right. other things, but I just, I just tell parents like you already teach your kids. You taught them how to go potty on the toilet and yeah. how to brush their teeth. This is just teaching in different ways. Yes. Yes. I know. I think, I think this whole quarantine is going to, um, it's going to be really good for all of us because in the end, I think we're going to really know our kids better. You know, I mean, right now we're just worrying about getting through it and mm -hmm. getting the schoolwork done, like the checklist. But I think in the end, if we really think about it, we're going to get to know our kids better. We're going to know their hobbies, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses, which I always like to see as a strength anyways, because it's something that I know okay, I see this is a weakness that they have. So I'm going to work hard to help them overcome it. So it becomes a strength. So mm -hmm. it's really going to, I think, point to open our eyes as to how our kids learn and maybe why they're struggling in school. Maybe your kids have, you know, trouble in the school classroom and the teachers haven't really been able to identify it. But now you're like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that, you know, they didn't learn well by listening, but they learn well by seeing. And I think it's just, if we step back and we just kind of slow down a little bit and just think, okay, today we're not going to worry about that Zoom call or we're not going to worry about that worksheet just for today. And we're going to think, 
okay, what is, what is unique about my child and what are their interests? And let's just take a break from this academic rigmarole, you know, and just kind of focus on what they like and see them thrive. I think it'll really excite us to think of the possibilities for when they do have to return back to a normal schedule. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, that goes back to noticing you talk about the weaknesses that we need to turn into strengths. And you mentioned earlier the character cards, which I want to bring that up um, because I want you to share about, you know, the character cards that you developed. And then I know that listeners can go get them. So let's talk a little bit about that. Well, you know, raising my kids, um, you know, we have 10 kids. So over the years, I just realized there is more to raising these kids than just check, 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 you know, like there is more going on here. And um, so I realized everything, every single thing that I was faced with when it came to raising them always went back to character values, you know, mm-hmm. something maybe they weren't listening in it. And, you know, I would say, why aren't you listening to me? Did you hear what I say? Why didn't you pay attention when I told you to do such and such? Look at the mess we have now. Like all those things that come out of our mouth um, or their mouths always points back to a character quality, you know, or the opposite. So if they're being lazy, that means they're not being attentive. And so over the years, I thought, you know what, I just need to teach them the quality of character that I'm expecting or they we should all really grow into um, to be more like Christ and to become, you know, responsible, well-rounded adults. And so I just started um, teaching my kids to be attentive. So it took the frustration out of, you know, when we go into um, school or when we go into church or when you're talking to your Sunday school teacher, make sure you're listening. Okay. Look at them when they speak to you, like all the things, you know, those five minute drill talks we give before our kids go to a friend's house or be polite, take off your shoes and all those things. I thought I need to take that out because my kids are tired of listening and I'm tired of saying it. Um, So I just started teaching them at home, like in our morning times, you know, let's learn how to be attentive. So we're going to look at people when they speak to us and we're going to sit up when we're um, in a classroom or at church, we're not going to slough down in our seats. And then we would review that and then Um, Over the years, I added in a Bible verse and um, they learned what, you know, to be attentive meant. So when we went to church or we went somewhere, I'd say, okay, you know, when we went in, I would say, okay, we're going to be attentive, right? And I didn't have to give that five, 10 minute drill that they're like rolling their eyes and nodding their heads for. Um, And so over the years, I just kind of took, it made it easier for me and easier for them and they were beginning to grow this character. I was like, oh, wow, they're being really attentive. And all I had to remind them was to be attentive. And they knew that meant not being lazy, not being disrespectful. Uh, And we're, you know, it's an ever constant moving piece of work. We're always working on these things. But then my kids got older and they started having their children. And I still have younger kids at home, so I'm still working on this. And my older kid said, mom, you know, those things that you did with us when we were little, you know, those character qualities and things like that, you know, can you um, tell us where you got those and give us the references? And, and then one of my daughters said, you know, mom, you really should duplicate some of that. Like, I want that. I want to do that with my kids. And so I started making these things and she said, you know, I bet there's other families who would like this. Like, you know, if we're wanting this and, and it helped you as a mom, um, then don't you think other moms would want this? So we created these products called Character Matters Cards, and we started our own little Etsy shop, my daughter and I, called September and Co. And, you know, my family is the co, the company. And um, <laughs> I don't even know if it's a company. We're just doing it to help yeah. other families. So 
Um, so we created these character matters cards and they're on Etsy and, um, and they, they really, you know, a lot of people think, Oh, my kids need these, but really it's just, it really helps us as moms and parents that just takes out so much of the frustration and the parenting, um, just to take a few minutes a week or a couple days a week and to work on those things. So, yeah. And I love that so much. I say, you know, I talk to parents and when we, especially when we're talking about grumbling and going through the grumble for a year, I realized that the root of it was unrealistic expectations because I was expecting my kids to act a certain way, but I hadn't taught them the correct way to act, how to act inventive or be grateful or to be patient. I was just expecting that. So then I would grumble and they would grumble and it was so hard. And I just saw, I haven't seen these before, the beginner creature character cards that you have. They are so adorable. I want them so bad. They are so cute. Um, But I love it because so if you go to um, Etsy and then look for September and Co. And we'll put the link in the show notes. But they have a little animal on the front. Like there's a little beaver with diligence. And then on the back of it, it explains um, being ready and willing to help. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. These are so adorable. So I'm very excited about that. And I love that. But I think this is the perfect time for families to be working on this because we're all home. And we have more time around the dinner table. I think that's one thing I've heard is people appreciate that they're actually all having dinner together and having that time around the table. And these would be perfect to do as a family around the dinner table. So I yeah. love that so Thank much. And, um, and I love that, you know, the things that you taught um, your older kids when they were younger, they want to teach to their kids. And I think I know with my older kids, when I see them duplicating something, mm-hmm. I'm like, score. Like, that's the best <laughs> thing ever. When yeah. I can see, like, oh, yeah, we're doing this, too, because that's the way they were raised. And even reading out loud, my son, um, a couple of years ago, mentioned they were reading through the Chronicles of Narnia at night. And my husband did oh. that, you know, when he was little. And it's just like, okay, this Love is it. awesome to yeah. see them doing the things that we did. Um, it just shows that it matters. It matters it the does. time and attention that we give to them. Okay. I have one final question. We need to wrap up. I mean, we could totally talk all day. (laughs) It's um, so fun. Yeah, it it is. Um, So the mamas out there, I know it can be so overwhelming, overwhelming. Just everyday life is already overwhelming. And then we have maybe worries and concerns and attitudes and, you know, kids are maybe bickering more because they're all cooped up. How can we take care of ourselves and make sure that we're connecting with God in order to pour out in our kids. Yeah, this whole feeling of being overwhelmed is it's a very real thing. And so a few things that have really helped me personally, and I think most moms it could be beneficial for, is to not let go of what's normal. So mm-hmm. I've had to recreate what normal looks like, but I'm sticking to it. So not living in sweatpants is a huge thing. And that, and I mean, that's just basic of basics, right? So right. yesterday I got up and I put on um, like normal clothes and I curled my hair and I put a little makeup on and I came down. Everybody's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going, <laughs> I'm, like I'm going nowhere. We're in a quarantine. But um, let me tell you, my mental health that day, yesterday, Yesterday was so like 10 times better. And I thought that's just a normal thing. So um, I think it's important, especially for women um, and even dads that are home, maybe to do some normal things, even though it doesn't, it's not a normal time. So for one, you know, just making some regular patterns, um, you know, like normal meal times, not eating a lot of junk food, making sure you get time to go for a walk or exercise, 
Uh, my friends and I have been doing regular FaceTime chats, and one of my friends started a Friday morning breakfast club. So we do Zoom call or FaceTime, 8.30 Friday mornings, and we connect. We had a time of prayer together. That was this morning, actually. And we talked about what the Lord's showing us, what we need from, you know, from each other, like encouragement, what we're struggling with, what are some highlights, just to have some verbal processing. So to make yeah. sure that, you know, for women and and moms that we kind of are intentional about that and not like, oh, that sounds nice. I wish I had a friend. Well, you know, just reach out to someone um, and, and say, hey, could you FaceTime with me? Or, you know, I really need to talk or be encouraging to someone. So. Um, those are some things that I've done. I've downloaded a few new apps on my phone. I have one app I use regularly for um, my devotional time, but I actually downloaded two extra ones. I just thought, you know, I have this extra time, so I'm going to start some new studies. And so I'm doing some new studies, and I've been doing some new studying on some things that I really enjoy, creating new graphics and products and because I'm a creative so I know that I yeah. need to do that um so just I would say you know just for moms especially with little kids making time for your kids especially if they're like in the elementary age to be able to FaceTime their friends or to do something fun you know like send packages back and forth in the mail but for moms themselves um just to be really careful to not let so many things go that I think what's happening is moms, we are like, I think of us as like a, a the hub of a wheel, like the middle part and the spokes that come out from that hub are our family. And in the quarantine, we're just trying to keep all those pieces moving and happy. And um, it's a lot. It's a lot. And so I told my kids, I am not going to be in charge of your happiness. Like you, I'm going to give you things to do. You have school, but the rest of the time I'm going to allow you to be creative because I can't, it's too much. And I have to keep myself in a good place as well. So, um, you know, kind of take the pressure off right from the beginning and tell your family that. And if you have little kids, you know, get online, talk to your friends, um, put a blanket out on the lawn, give them a new thing to do, but just to keep things moving, it's, it's easy to feel stuck, you know? Yeah. That's so good. And I think it, it helps so much. I loved your Friday morning, would you say breakfast club? Yes, yes. Connecting with your friends. And that has helped me. Um, you know, we we did a Zoom call with our adult kids. We have adult kids in town that we haven't been able to see. Yes, because of yes this. us too. Our, and it's so hard. And we um, just having everyone on that Zoom call and seeing everyone's faces and yeah. laughing and joking and the little the little ones being really loud because we're so excited to I see know. everyone um it's just fun and then friends it, we need that we and it makes me realize kind of we take those relationships for granted I mean just Definitely. you know having everyone over Sunday night for dinner kind of was just a normal thing until now we can't, we're not having it um it, it just makes us appreciate the people and I love that just using technology to connect with people and let kids connect with friends or letter writing or anything just so building those relationships and I think overall that's what I've come out with is that it's the people that matter it's the people yeah. and the relationships and whether it's the people in our home or the people can, we're still connecting with in unique and creative ways outside of the home um, that, that really matters and then just trusting God and lifting our eyes to him even when yeah. there's so many hard things in this world um, just reminding our kids over and over that God is in control and it makes a huge difference. Yes, 
Yeah. And journaling too, right? Like journaling has been really good. I see you, you launched a new journal. It's so cute for kids. I um, know. Yeah. I love that. And then moms can journal, you know, like I, I really need to journal this. My daughter had a baby in the middle of this and I couldn't go to the hospital. No one's allowed in. That was her first baby. So I think for moms to write down all of those things that are disappointments, um, because sometimes I think we, and I don't want to say, I don't say this lightly, but I feel like we, we have to be careful not to over-spiritualize our disappointments. Like, well, we shouldn't be disappointed because we have so many good things. Like there's, this is a real, there are real disappointments in this. Um, you know, today's my son's 25th birthday. None of us can be together. I can't see him not seeing my newborn granddaughter. Like there's real disappointments and for moms to journal right now and, and then to, to write those out and then to maybe find some scripture and a prayer and pour her heart out to the Lord in her journal will you know, help bring perspective and hope and healing in that. Yeah, that's so good. And I think just like you said, everyone has disappointments and verbalizing those. The kids will say, I am so sad because of this. Or, and I'm like, I know. Yeah. Me too. You know what I miss? I really miss going to Bible study. I miss seeing my friends, you know, yeah. and just letting them know it's okay. Like we're all, and not say, well, you shouldn't be upset. God has given us so right. much, which is truth. But we can all be disappointed. We can all be sad. We can say, right. yeah, that's a real bummer. We've had two, three birthdays that four we've had four birthdays we haven't been able to get together you and I both have a lot of birthdays around (laughs) we have another birthday coming up and on the zoom call that's what they were saying like when we are done we're able to all connect again we are going to have the biggest birthday party ever for all the birthdays that we missed and yeah yeah, and everyone just acknowledging that but that's okay we are disappointed um but we have things to look forward to we do have a god who we can trust and um, just talking about it all. And I think so many times when kids feel like they can't talk about it or they're going to be scolded if they complain or whatever, let, right. you know, push that to the side. Just let them know they can talk about it because yes. we all have just this mix of feelings right now. Yes. Yeah. That morning time or dinner time is a really good time for that. We've been actually going around the room and saying, hey, how are you feeling today? You know, what what is it that you're feeling about this. And sometimes, like I said, some, some of the kids are doing great some days and some are are like, I am just, I'm not, this is not good today. I'm really upset that I can't go to, you know, soccer practice or I can't go Mm -hmm. to, and, and I'm letting them say that and to acknowledge that. I think that's part of that morning, that morning time is so, so helpful. Yes. Okay, well, September, we could keep talking, but we better, we better wrap it up here. Yeah. Oh, I just love you so much, and I just appreciate your family so much and just the truth that you share with so many other people. I love it. So we're going to put the links to your store, and I think we're going to do a discount code, right? Yes, yes. Along. Okay. Yeah, we'll set and up that discount code. Um, I'll just say it here so anyone's listening if they don't go see the links, but it'll be um, Trisha 10. So it'll be 10% right. for anyone that listens to your episode that wants to go find something in the shop. Awesome. I'm so excited about that. And we're going to put the links to the shop, a link to your book, Thank link you. to your everything everything September we're gonna have links to it in the notes um but I appreciate that so much and I know when I get off the phone the first thing I have to do is my sweet little girl wrote a letter to your sweet little girl and I have to make sure that gets address and a stamp on it because she's been asking me all morning (laughs) to help her with the address um so I'm so thankful for friendship with you and then just you know seeing our kids connect it's been a blessing yeah thanks so much Trisha thanks for being here 
I just love my friend September so much. And every time we get together, it's kind of what you heard. We just talk and talk and talk and we can just keep going. But I love that we live on two different parts of the country. I'm in the mid-south and she is in the northeast. But yet so much of our um, beliefs and our goals in child rearing and parenting and home education are the same. And it comes down to really giving our kids a strong foundation. Now, we didn't go into it, except in the intro, I mentioned that um, September's husband is a builder, so he actually builds houses. And I love that her family, one of their long-term goals is building a, um, a fort. That is so fun. My kids would love that. I don't know if we could pull it off, but that would be amazing, or a clubhouse or whatever they're building. So um, when I was thinking of what scripture really, I want to tie this up in this conversation with September together, um, I came upon 1 Corinthians 3.10, and this is what it says in the New Living Translation. Because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it. But whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. And what I love so much is that this is what home education, child rearing, whether even if you're you know, going to be just home educating during this quarantine, if you're going to continue, you're always going to be a parent who is laying a foundation for your kids. And now that my kids are older in September, we both have adult kids and grandkids. We see that the foundation we laid now our kids are taking and building their families on that. And that has been an amazing thing to see that the things that I felt God impressing on my heart, the scripture reading, the time for prayer, um, the time for teaching kids to enjoy learning, to explore new things, to develop their talents, all those things are laying a foundation for their future. And now to see my older kids raising their kids to love God and to serve others, it's the best thing ever. So again, that verse, 1 Corinthians 3.10 says, Because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now others are building on it, but whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful. And just the foundation of wisdom and truth and understanding God's love and his grace is really going to impact our kids. So let me just pray for us now. Dear Lord, I just thank you so much for September and for Dan and for their kids and what a joy they are. And I just love how September continues to encourage other women to just follow God's truth and to love their families and to really spend the time in training our kids well. I pray that you will bless her, Lord. I pray for every listener out there um, that there is maybe something that really struck a chord that they need to maybe make a change or something that they were doing that they've given up because life got too busy or they haven't taken the time to really work on their kids' character. Lord, I pray that you will um, just speak to the heart of every listener and that they may encourage their families or neighbors or you know friends about your truth, dear Lord. I pray that we may not become lazy in um, just serving you and loving you and serving others and training others. It gets easy just to turn on the TV and to kind of escape and spend our time on things that don't matter, Lord, or you know, scrolling social media. And instead, I pray that we may be diligent about putting first things first in raising our children to love you and to serve you. Be with us today. Give us um, a heart that desires to serve you well. 
In your name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for connecting with me and listening to my conversation with September. I hope you will were you were encouraged. You can always find all the information at the Walk It Out Podcast, walkitoutpodcast.com. And there you will find all the show notes. You will find information about September where you can get her book, um, information for her Etsy shop. And then again, the code for her Etsy shop, if you want 10% off, it's just Trisha10. And you can get 10% off at her shop. And you're going to love those character cards. They are awesome. I'm going to order some today because I'm so excited about them. And um, also know that, you know, anytime that you love a broadcast, share it with a friend. Point them to the link online. Tell them to search for iTunes for uh, Trisha Goyer and Walk It Out Podcast or their favorite podcast app. It really means a lot to me when you're sharing this with your friends so that they may be encouraged too. And September did mention that I have some new journals that I'm launching and they are brand new up in Amazon and it was the middle of the night I kind of was praying for all the families and the kids which I've been doing a lot lately because I just know there's so many people struggling and thinking of my own kids and how this is a time where we really are going to remember this time in history and this is shaping our kids memories and um, just we can use this time well if we choose to, and I created some stay home journals. So it's called my stay home journal. I have lots of different fun characters on the front. I know with my kids, they're all going to want their own unique. That's That was my motivation for creating so many cute, fun covers. But inside is just a place for them each day to write their feelings, their thoughts, what was happening that day and then there's also things like a list of things that they're looking forward to doing um, when they don't have to stay at home things that they're thankful for silly thoughts I mean all these little space for them to write in and the bonus is they're going to have this as a keepsake for this time but also it just helps to process those feelings like September and I were talking about we need to be able to share even the things that make us sad or upset or angry or frustrating I mean we're going through those as adults and the kids are too so this is a great place for that. And so we'll have the links to those new My Stay Home journals on walkitoutpodcast.com. So thank you so much for tuning in. I pray that you uh, will be blessed this week. Thanks for listening to Walk It Out. Head over to the show notes for this podcast and all past episodes at www.walkitoutpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with someone you know who can make a radical difference in the world. We love new friends. See you next time.